Vernomatic Productions. Are you ready? Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. And heard around the world by metalheads just like you. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Heavy metal music. Your weekly dose of metal music, interviews, album reviews, news, and more. Want to be part of the show? Send us a message through our website, MetalMayhemROC.com. Or hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Search Metal Mayhem ROC. It's getting nice and heavy. And now, welcome tonight's host, John the Vernomatic Verno. Good evening, everybody. As always, Thursday night's new content drops. Tonight's episode, we invite Rick Ventura onto the show. Now, Rick, he was one of the guitarists in the 80s band Riot. They had this string of kick-ass albums, Fire Down Under, Restless Breed, a few other classics. Rick is back with a brand new band called Riot Act. They just released their debut CD called Closer to the Flame, and they've secured a direct support for the Fall Raven U.S. Metal City Tour. Metal Mayhem ROC is promoting the local show up here in Rochester on October 13th. So we decided to get Rick onto the show to help promote the new CD, uh, talk about the tour, which starts tonight in Jacksonville. This is the 22nd of September, so they're excited about that. And just general history of heavy metal shenanigans that he's been involved with. I invite you to get up to the Metal Mayhem ROC website, sign up for our weekly newsletter. That's a chance to stay in touch with everything we're doing up here. We have the live radio show. We have the weekly podcasts. We're promoting concerts. There's a merch page coming up real soon. So a lot of exciting things. Do us a favor, get up, download some past episodes. Recently, we had Nigel Glockler of Saxon on, Frank Bello a few weeks ago and our History of Metal series that Metal Walt and Ian O'Rourke and I navigate. So there's a lot of good stuff going on here at Metal Mayhem ROC. That being said, let me get my metal brother, Metal Walt from New Jersey, up on here. Hey, Walt, are you there, my man? I am here, and uh, we uh, had a nice discussion with Rick Ventura, uh, of uh, 70s and 80s Riot as well as current guitarist and founder of Riot Act. Um, I was very impressed by Rick. I think he was uh, elaborated a lot on his upbringing in music, um, his time in Riot, some of the great artists they shared the stage with back in the, the early 80s, and really you could see his love for keeping the style of that music going and his willingness to stick it out on a limb um, in 2022 and form a new band and get out there on the road. So uh, I think it's great. It's a testament to a guy of his craft. Um, and for the listeners, go out and check out the new material. It's great. Ten new songs, uh, a second CD of Riot songs re-recorded with his Long Island-based band, and uh, just overall a nice, nice guy. You know what the cool thing was that I got out of this is even though Riot was a long time ago, and it's the band is sort of splintered into different versions of Riot. They're all still cordial. It's like a celebration of the band Riot rather than, you know, disgruntled ex-members. Absolutely, uh, and he made a comment about that, how uh, current Riot 5 guitar player Mike Flintz um, actually played on one of the songs on his new album. So you can see you're right, you're dead on there. There's still a commodity to keep the best of the music going. 
Okay, great point, great point. Well, let's get into it. Rick Ventura, Riot Act. Hey! Listen up. Now, get that popcorn ready and grab a seat. Do it! As the Vernomatic presents this week's feature interview, exclusively here on Metal Mayhem ROC. So continuing our series, The History of Metal Tonight, we have Rick Ventura, longtime guitarist of the band Riot and his new project, Riot Act. Rick, welcome to Metal Mayhem ROC. How are you, man? Good, man. Thanks for having me. I'd like to introduce you to our co-host tonight, my good friend, uh, Metal Walt from New Jersey. Hey, Rick. Pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you, man. So we're real excited because... Metal Mayhem ROC is bringing Riot Act up to Rochester in early October. Their direct support for Raven on the U.S. Metal City Tour. The band just released their debut, Closer to the Flame CD. And we just, again, just want to promote the show, promote the band, and just get everyone up to speed on what the band's all about. But, Rick, before we get into this, I want to share a little artifact from the Vernomatics Vault. Going back to the spring of 1982. Walt, if you could bring up this photo for me, please. Oh, look at that. Okay. Wow, the Restless Breed shirt. Yeah, this is me in 1982, about three days after the Scorpions Riot Rainbow Show from the Rochester War Memorial. Yeah. For continuity, you could see on top of that fabulous mane of curls, I have a Van Halen uh, hat on. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. But any case, oh, there's no. the Vernomatic with some old uh, Riot it's swag cool. from back in the day. Yeah, you got the shirt on. It's cool. <laughs> It'd be cool if we could fit into that. So I don't even have that shirt. Well, you know what? I'm going to pass the baton over to my uh, co-host, Metal Walt, and he's going he's gonna to get things going. So, so Rick, I think, um, yeah, we definitely want to spend most of the show today talking about uh, Riot Act, the album, the tour, how the origins of the band came together. But I think it's important for us, as well as the listener, uh, to touch base on your background in Riot. Um, mm. So you played on four albums, Rita, Fire Down Under, Restless Breed, and Born in America. Of course, you co-wrote some of the songs. Um, there's many classics on that, such as Swords of Tequila, Outlaw. Fire Down Under and Hard Loving Man, and you you know played with two different singers, uh, mm. Guy Speranza, Rhett Forrester, both who have passed away, and of course with uh, Louis Cavallis, who again would be an important spark in the forming of Riot Act. So, um, tell us a little bit about that period of life from let's say seventy eight to eighty four, and, and your involvement with Mark Reale and Riot. Yeah, well that uh, that was. <laughs> that was uh, the genesis of what was to become the uh, the classic Riot lineup. I came in right at the beginning of Narita. Lou had left the band. I was always around the band because Mark um, essentially was a neighbor. He lived around the corner from me. <laughs> and that's how I met Riot uh, years before that. Uh, when they were doing covers, you know, I, would, uh, I would walk down this block and I hear music blasting out of this house. I'm going, "What is going on here?" You know, <laughs> and that's how I wound up uh, running in, running into Mark. And uh, ever since that day, it just uh, that was my go-to house every day. We just I watched the band go through changes, covers to originals. 
uh, various members going in and out of the band. And uh, it was just, it was total insanity, that, that house. There was just people going in and out of the house all hours of the night, day. Uh, it was really an amusing period, a, a really fun period, I have to say. And uh, I was lucky enough to be asked to join the band when uh, when Lou left. Uh, I seemed to be like the logical choice since I was knew the material, I was friends with everybody, and I was done playing with my cover band, and it was time to, to get real. What about some of those the albums themselves? What can you tell about maybe uh, that period of writing or a little bit on the road? I mean, that was a sweet mm-hmm. spot of time, 78 to 84. Yeah, the, the, the Narita, uh, the album was in the works. There was a guy in Marco writing, who had written uh, 49er, the riff, and um, and I started to contribute. I contributed to uh, on Waiting for the Taking on that tune. It was the first collaboration I did with Mark and Guy. And so it felt good. You know, I felt like, oh, you know, okay. I felt like, okay, I'm part of the band now. It's always weird when there's a new member comes into a band, you know, even though you know them and you sort of feel like a little uncomfortable at first um, and you're concerned of how are you going to fit in. Uh, but it all, it all worked out really well. And uh, we wound up going on tour after that. Um it, it was just crazy, you know. One minute we're in the basement, next minute we're opening for ACDC. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was just really crazy. Um, and the band went went through a, a, a struggle, <laughs> real ups and downs, and it's all documented in uh, what was it, uh, magazine, uh, Hard Rock. Well, I, I went blank here. Um, Maybe a Kerrang! or something like that. Well, it was Kerrang! and Classic Rock Magazine did a story on Lucky's Band in the World that really tells you the story. And there's, there's even a book that Martin Popoff did about us. Um, so if you want to pick that up, that'll really tell you the story. Yeah. Should be, make a movie out of it. <laughs> they should, should make a movie out of what we went through. Um but, uh, we, you know, we started touring just great acts. Uh, Sammy Hager, I said ACDC, Rainbow, uh, Black Sabbath, Rush. But everything led up to the Fire Down Under album, which was, that was the album that really broke the band, you know. I mean, not in a, in a major way, but it really let people know who were fond of this music that, you know, Riot was something to watch that album seems to be on everybody's list list as one of the great heavy metal albums uh so I, and I, I started to learn this years years later you know i always thought it was good but i never realized it was viewed that way until i meet people decades later and say oh my god the band's greatest album you know you got here from eddie trunk on don jameson it was just like unbelievable Congratulations! It's a it's a classic. It it held held up and has stood the test of time. But let's yeah. fast forward to 2019, 2020. and mm-hmm. how did the uh, Riot Act band come about? Who's involved in it? Let's see. It's it slowly started picking up speed <laughs> around that period, maybe a year before. I'm trying to pinpoint how it all started. I mean, even a few years before that, 
when Mark Reality was in Riot, well now it's Riot 5, but he was about to play B.B. King's in New York, and I hadn't seen Mark in years, and I was going to surprise him at that show. And unfortunately, he uh, was very sick, and he had passed away, obviously. Uh, Riot 5 still did the show, and I was invited to come up and play. And uh, I was like, kind of like taken aback because uh, I, I hadn't played any of those songs in years. And uh, it was it was kind of exciting. I, I said, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I played Swords of Tequila and Warrior with the band. Um, and it was, it was just a blast. And I started meeting some people after the show that were kind of shocked to see me there. And afterwards, I was just kind of blown away by the fans. They were coming up to me. You know, we, you know, they, they came to see the band and they never, you know, Mark wasn't there, obviously, but they never imagined, you know, that I was going to make an appearance and play a few songs. And it really, you know, really struck in me, I guess. Um, and after that, it happened again. I was invited, and Lou was invited to play it at another show in Brooklyn. And the response was really, it was overwhelming. And it was like, wow, you know, it's like, it's so great to hear you guys play. Um, and then I was invited to play the Loud Park Festival in Japan in 2016. And we did the... Uh, Fire Dawn Under album and that was unreal um, unbelievable uh, the response and the fans lining up to meet the band and to, to meet me and I, I was just like I, I couldn't believe it you know I just yeah. couldn't believe it you know? so it, it, it sort of like lit a spark and uh, I would run into Lou every once in a while Lou would say hey man let's get together you know we should do something and I'd say you know, it sounds, yeah, maybe, you know, and then I kind of blow it off and thinking like, well, you know, I don't know, you know, you really recreate, recreate what was, and and I was kind of hesitant. Um, but then in 2019, we were invited, uh, uh, Riot was inducted into Heavy Metal uh, Hall of Fame, Hall of History, whatever it's called in California. And it was, it was the first or second year of the ceremony, which was acknowledging heavy metal bands, which you know, always get overlooked, you know, the, the biggest bands in the world and nobody acknowledges them, you know, like Maiden and Priest and, I mean, you know, everybody, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's and So I, we were inducted and I was like, really? I was just, I was just, I, couldn't, <laughs> I didn't believe it. I wasn't even going to go. <laughs> and my... And my, my brother calls me up. He goes, what are you, out of your mind? Of course you have to go, you know? And then I go, with, Lou and I, we go there. We Eddie Trunk is the MC. Uh, he inducts the band and says, if you guys don't, if anybody out there doesn't have Fire Down Under, go out right now and buy that record, you know? So after that, um, on the flight home, <laughs> Lou just had this big grin on his face and he's just looking at me. And I said, you know, yeah, let's let's do something, you know. So that's how it came about. And, and Rick, just a, a commenting on that BB King show. I was at that show. Really? Um, oh, yes, I was. It was January 2012. 
Um, it was right after the holidays, cold as hell in New York City, and I just remember hearing that news that Mark wasn't going to attend, and I think he died right. about a week later. But but I was there. I was right in the pit. That was one of my favorite clubs. It, it's such a sad story that that one shut great. down. But I was down there when you when you played the encore, and and really appreciated that show. I think Mark Flint's is really kept that flag going just like you guys have as well so uh yeah, yeah it's always a connection that, uh, yeah mike but, uh, mike makes an appearance on uh on um on the 12 song uh disc that's part of uh closer to the flame he plays uh invite him to play on 49ers so he does a great job on that tell us uh, who, who's in the band Don Chafin on vocals, yep. Claudio Glinsky on drums, and Paul Ranieri, Mr. Fingers on bass. Um, the way the band came about, you know, when Lou and I decided to go ahead with this, we said, we need a band. So um, I happened to be playing with Paul and Claudio, and I said, hey, you want to check this out? You want to see what happens? And we asked them, and... Uh, and started to click, and then a friend of Luce turned us on to Don, and and then we had an instant band. It was just, just, it was just magical, actually, the way it came about. But that's who's in the band now. Unfortunately, we lost Lou, um, but we decided to, to, you know, we we did the album. It's all writing new music. Really, just we just zoned in on that, you know, come out with originals and just go forward and that's close to fame is the result well let's uh the tour starts um this week um later this yeah. week down in jacksonville thursday I, on the promotional poster you you are highlighting the best of the riot from that period and how much of the new album are you going to be playing yeah we'll be doing a few songs from the new album excellent excellent yeah it's a good blend of material and you know we, we picked songs from uh, the first three albums that uh, we enjoyed playing and I think the fans will enjoy hearing and we threw in some of new material that fits right in there so I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be a blast we just came back from England like two weeks ago and uh, the shows went over really well so we're looking forward to the same reaction here hopefully Hey Rick I want to give the uh, the new album some time, right? I want to give it some justice because because I am very impressed by it. Um, I did a lot of my heavy metal homework. I think uh, a couple things to call out. A, I, I love the simplicity of the band logo. For the listeners to go out there, just check out the band logo. Riot Act, black and red, beneath the eye of the riot, you have the flying V base of, you know, part of the guitar that kind of folds down like the triangle. It's just so simple and well done. Great way to to, uh, to promote the band. And I think, you know, the, the other thing that stands out, and we'll get into some of the songs as well, is the, 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 the Behind the Curtain series that you have out there. I think that was a very modern, forward-looking way of promoting the band and giving, giving the listeners the curiosity to go and say, who are these guys? How did they get together? You know, from down to the bass player showing us his signature model to how the singer got that call. And, you know, it's almost like a way where, hey, we're going to talk about some of this today. But that's also a very modern and clever way to do it. So you, you, you definitely guys have stepped into 2022 and really done a nice job. So any comments oh, on, on those two? Thanks. Yeah, we were just we were sitting around thinking, you know, of ways to to make it 
our site interesting for people, you know? And, and we thought, yeah, we could just pump out videos, I guess. But um, this gave you a little insight on each member of the band, really, you know? And uh, it's, it's to really check out our personalities and a little quirkiness and stuff like that. So I think fans get a kick out of that. And there's more to come. That's great. And in terms of uh, the album itself, so again, the album is called Closer to the Flame, and I think it was just released earlier this year, and it's great because you have two discs out there for all those of us that still like the, the hard product. You know, you have uh, an album of 10 new songs, and then you have uh, re-recorded, I think it's 12 Riot songs. You really get a great variety of it, but um, I will say my impression of the sound of the new material, right? It's any fan of Riot is going to, from the 70s and 80s, is going to easily connect with that new material. And it's those songs kind of stick with you after one listen. And it just kind of feels comfortable at home. You know, simple, catchy, short, melodic, hard rock-driven songs. So um, I think the videos are cool. You put three videos out there. You have Closer to the Flame, and that one's kind of cool because it looks like it's in a warehouse and there's all this fire going off in the background. <laughs> then you have Wanted... Which looks like maybe you guys just moved outside of that warehouse and did a cool little thing in the patio there. And then you have Stand or Fall, which is, uh, you know, has that complete white background. Um, right. Some of the other songs, my favorites, Rock, Love, and Roll, Right Between the Eyes, and Smoking Gun. Those are definitely some of my favorites. They got a cool vintage vibe, a little bluesiness to them. So I threw six songs out at you, Rick. Talk to us about some of those songs. It has the the old sound of Riot, meaning that Riot songs were melodic, they were short, there was not a lot of overindulgence. And that's, I've always, that's always been my approach. It was always about the riff, a catchy melody, a short, memorable guitar solo. It's the kind of style that I've always been into and I just it just came out I I think just all four members really we all put it out and they really interpreted what was in my head of what I wanted the album to be and uh, we're pretty proud of it and we venture off you know we we do a ballad almost there you know why not you know let's just write you know it wasn't like we're going to try to create Fire Down Under or another album it's just like hey you know I got these riffs they're cool riffs I like them let's let's work around that we just wrote the music that came out of us really you know really no thought about you know we gotta write the second Fire Down Under album there's, there's nothing like that at all so we we tried every we you know tried a lot of different ideas and there's a lot of like you said there's some bluesy stuff to it and there's some fast heavier stuff on it like right between the eyes so yeah, it's a combination of tunes, I think. Well, I think it's a reflection of your inspiration and what you grew up on. The, the, the late 60s and the 70s. I grew up on all the great blues guitars of the 60s, rock guitars. I mean, that was my thing, you know. Yeah, like, I mean, you, like you said, it's uh, easily digestible, and that's the appeal of it. Yeah. It's, it's great stuff, and I, and I think that's why the Fire Down Under and some of the older stuff has longevity because it grabbed us back then and it stayed with you. And mm. 
Now, when you go out on tour, you mentioned you're going to be playing three or four songs. Are you prepared to do more? Like maybe at the beginning of the tour, you find well, that maybe that song doesn't work, so you try something else? Well, yeah, we tried that in England. Um, but, we're, 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 you know, the sets, there's just a certain time yeah. allowed to play, so we got to stay, stick within that period. You know, I'd love to play you know, everything from the album. Yeah. Um, unfortunately... You know, in the situation we're in, we have a time slot, so we have to get as many songs as we can in that time and please the audience and us. And uh, but I, th- I think people are really are going to dig it. Well, I got a little pull for the Rochester show. Maybe we can uh, adjust the times a little. But I'm looking forward to playing. There you go. Oh, it's a great venue. Easy load yeah. in, easy load out. Uh, Rochester, we kick ass. Um, I know, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to do it. Listen, I do have a a listener question. Uh, Jimmy Stuhler from the band Tongue and Groove, he said, hey, Vern, ask Rick, uh, what is up with the Baby Seal logo for Riot? Always wondered that. So what's the story? It's going to follow me to my grave. (laughs) What's the story? Uh, I mean, back in that period, it was like the uh, the era of the heavy metal mascot, you know? It's I not mean, exactly Eddie from Maiden, Rick. Not <laughs> exactly. Well, we didn't want to, you know, we didn't want to be that demonic, you know, so we, we took a different approach. Um, there was, there was, it had to do with, um, there was a period of, Battered seals. That's all I can say. Uh, and somehow it made it onto our album cover. I, it sounds like there's nothing more to it than it was the sign of the times, man. <laughs> right. When you think back of that period, you think of that seal head. <laughs> Early '80s. What a fucking time, man. It was. Uh, it was a great time. Hey, Rick, before we let you go, I, I, I wanted to go back to the history of heavy metal, though. You touched on some of those big bands that you toured with, ACDC, Rush, Rainbow, mm-hmm. the Scorpions. Uh, you were on a big Sammy Hagar tour. Yeah. Anything specific you can recall from any of those that would be a really good story to tell? Uh, specific. You know, it's uh, there's just so many cool things and you know meeting guys in rush um it was there was one show where neil parrot was late and uh, they needed um someone to do a sound check so they asked sandy <laughs> to come wow <home>. really <laughs> and uh he's going oh but i don't know any of their songs or anything and he, he went up there and i think they were doing limelight doing sound checks so it was funny we're, we're standing there watching Sandy playing with Rush it was, it was kind That's of fun amazing. and meeting the guys in Sabbath and you know guys that we grew up listening to uh, uh, you know, there's one show we did um, in the hotel the elevated door opens and it's Geezer Butler and Bill Ward there and and uh, he goes hey let's let's hang out we're, and we're hanging out in Geezer's room talking about music and and he's given us advice as a, as a you know young band. He was telling us everything Sabbath went through in their early days, and they were you know they were the coolest people. Um, uh, there was there was me um, meeting 
well, not meeting Richie Blackmore, <laughs> one of my guitar heroes, and, and we played a venue, and I never, I used to watch him at the side of stage, and, uh, but never met him or spoke with him during the whole tour, because he's, you know, Blackmore always had this mysterious aura about him, and I was um, walking down the corridor backstage, and I see Richie walking towards me. I'm going, oh, shoot. <laughs> walking towards each other, and I'm thinking, okay, i got to say something. So as we ready to pass each other, he just looks over at me. Those, there's something about his eyes. Yeah. He just looked over at me, and I just put my head down and walked right past him. <laughs> the intimidation factor, right? Look, I'm it. not worthy. Oh, my God, I just have to... <laughs> And that was it. That was my only encounter with Richie Blackmore, <laughs> one of my idols. The man in black. He is, uh, you know, he is the aura. Going back to that Sabbath, what was that? Uh, I know it was a long time ago. What was the time frame on that? Was it? Uh, that was with Dio, the Heaven and Hell Heaven Tour. Heaven and Hell Tour. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's great stuff. Uh, Getty Lee, Alex, cool guys, Angus Young. You have a chance to meet Angus? Yeah, yeah. Very cool guys. I... I, I <laughs> I, I did laundry with Angus's wife. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm doing laundry. I'm hanging out talking with Angus's wife. <laughs> but uh, you know, that was doing the Bon Scott days, and yeah, they were cool. You know, just like uh, hang out, have a drink with them. Very down to earth guys. Let's talk guitar heroes. Ever have a chance to meet Randy Rhodes or Eddie Van Halen? No, no. Unfortunately, you know, I got to see Randy play. Yeah. Um, I, I never met either of them. Uh, I would have loved to. I mean, when Eddie, you know, first came out, I, I, you know, my style is like pre-Eddie. Yeah. Period. And, uh, you know, you pick up things from Eddie. Everybody, you know, but when he came out, he was like, I remember, I, I, I think I was, I was playing in a, in a Jersey, well, no, well, 78, right? So what, when did the first Ben Helen? Was that 78? Feb- February 78. Right. So maybe I was not even just about to get into Riot. And um, when that album came out, I was playing in the band on the Jersey Shore. And I remember every gig my ride from Brooklyn to Jersey who was just playing that record oh. <laughs> going wow this guy is unreal <laughs> this guy's so unbelievable and I never guitar player you know wanted to sound like him and I just I just you know I just what's the point you know <laughs> he plays the way he does I play the way I do you know you know, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll steal something you know um, but he was just so unique and uh but my, you know, I grew up more with um, the, the Jimmy Page, Jeff Beck, Richie Blackmore, yeah, yeah. Uh, guitar players. I mean, the, the first guy I listened to was uh, was, was Clapton, you know, back in, in the blues break, breakers and mm-hmm. and and all the you know Albert King, Freddie King, those guys, and Buddy Guy, and. Uh, I mean, those guys that really sparked me. So, uh, like Walt says, uh, when we do these interviews, we like to find out a little bit about 
you know, Rick Ventura, the um, person. Any mm-hmm. hobbies you could share with us? Uh, you have a family, anything that's not, you know, rock and roll oriented. Big sports uh, fan, anything like that? Uh, well, I played sports when I was younger. I always played baseball. And, uh, but uh, music really took over in my mid teens. But I'm a tinkerer, you know, so like I'm down here in my basement and I'm constantly working on guitars. And I mean, that's my hobby. I'll, um, I'm changing pickups. I'm I'm doing this and that to my guitars. I'm like a toe nut. Like I'll just wake up two o'clock in the morning and come down here and decide. (laughs) Now it's the time to put new pickups in this guitar. And and then I'll spend the next few hours (laughs) tweaking my sound. And, and I work on my friend's guitars and, and, uh, you know, yeah, I'm constantly taking things apart and just, I can't leave well enough alone. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like the, the tool guy, you know, what can I do that's better or modify it? You know, <laughs> that's me. Yeah, it sounds like you're a true prisoner to your craft and your love, and that that's your hobby. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, Walt, you got anything else you want to run by Rick, or are we, uh, we, we good? I, I do not. I would just say I uh, appreciate it being a listener and a fan. Thank you for the new material. It's great. Love the I'm website. Really love the videos. Love the band logo. Hopefully get to see a show. And uh, yeah, nice to meet you. You guys keep it going. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. It's good to hear. That makes me feel good. And the guys in the band will uh, definitely appreciate hearing that, you know, that the album. Yeah, uh, yeah we've gotten really good response to the new album. Well, again, the debut CD, Closer to the Flame, Riot Act. Tour starts the 22nd. Direct support for Raven. We have the Rochester, New York show on October 13th up at Photo City. Rick, best of luck, and we will see you in a couple weeks. And uh, we'll uh, make your stay in Rochester the best stay of the tour. Guaranteed. All right, all right. right. Nice talking with you. Nice talking with you, Walt. You know, say hi to your friends there. Yeah, I definitely will. Maybe I'll catch up with you at some point. I'll introduce myself. Yeah, do that. Do that. Yeah. It's been a pleasure, guys. Take care. Bye, Rick. Thank you. All right. Cool. Cheers. Metal for Life. Thank you for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our website at MetalMayhemROC.com for information on podcasts, archives, links to all our live radio shows, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. And always remember to keep it heavy. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.